Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Greetings, everyone. I'm Dr. Tiffany Wingfield, Director of Member Relations and the ASHP Staff Liaison for the Pharmacy Technician Forum here at ASHP. Thanks for joining. I'm excited to share with you that today's episode is a curated feature focusing on topics important to pharmacy technicians from the exceptional programming from the 2021 ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Please enjoy the voices of your colleagues as they share the latest clinical information, leadership advice, and the best practices in the practice of pharmacy. Great, thanks. Um, So yes, as she mentioned, um, I have been and we have been all working on um, looking at how these pharmacy technicians working in unique ambulatory setting role or ambulatory pharmacy roles, how that has affected their job satisfaction. Um, And this is actually what brought us all together as a group to talk about these pharmacy technician roles. Um, And is also this research has been supported by the ASHP Foundation. So a little bit of background on this. So in 2015, there was the National Pharmacy Technician Workforce Study. And so this was a survey that was conducted where they talked to about 516 pharmacy technicians throughout the United States to assess factors that were related to job satisfaction. And so this was really important and really the first like large scale study. Um, And it was also supported by PTCB in order to really encourage pharmacy technicians um, to encourage people to become pharmacy technicians, but also to evaluate their satisfaction with their current careers. However, in this study, there were only 0.8% of the respondents were actually practicing in ambulatory care. So, of course, we know back in 2015, if you had looked at our timelines of our previous examples, um, in 2015, there just probably weren't very many pharmacy technicians practicing in these settings. And so that was our big question was, how do we think that these technicians, their job satisfaction is affected by this new type of role? So in stemming from that, we came up with two aims that we wanted for this research. So the first one is to elicit job satisfaction levels of pharmacy technicians working in ambulatory care. And then aim two was to really obtain a deeper understanding of the variation in those roles and how those roles and exploring the factors that are influencing their job satisfaction and dissatisfaction. So we had both quantitative and qualitative data that we collected or are in the process of still collecting. So um, this is an ongoing study. Um, so I will present some of the things from this, the initial survey and some of the quantitative data, but by no means is it completed at this point. Um, but you can see that um, coming up in the future. So our quantitative data um, was really based on an ambulatory technician survey. So essentially, we modified the survey from the 2015 study in order to be more focused on ambulatory care settings. And then we took that survey data and kind of came up with some questions in addition to ones that we had already developed to really obtain this qualitative data through semi-structured interviews with some of the technicians that um, completed the initial survey. 
So again, results from um, just the survey specifically, but looking at the demographics of the technicians that responded to the survey. So we did have 74 technicians total respond to our survey. Of those, 68 or 92% of them were actually certified technicians. You can also see the breakdown between PTCB as well as NHA as far as the type of certification with PTCB being the clear dominating one there. We also asked them if they were required to have this certification from their organization. Um, and so about 73% of those responding said that the certification was actually required by their organization. Overall, the technicians had been working in their, as a technician for about 13 years and in their current role for about five and a half or a little bit more than that. Um, so these are technicians that not, they weren't like brand new technicians. They were technicians that um, had been in a technician role for a while and even had been within their organization for a little while as well. Overall, their age was about um, 37 years of age, and 77% of them were female. And interestingly, as far as level of education, um, it was really all across the board. Um, and I think this probably also points a little bit to the fact that there is not necessarily a standardized education that is required to be a pharmacy technician, and it varies greatly by state, as we mentioned at the beginning. And so you can see that there, it ranges all the way from high school all the way up to a master's degree. And so it's kind of almost evenly split among some of those as well. So one of the big takeaways from the survey was talking about the technician's work environment. So what we have here is um, overall number of responses. So this was a um, select all that apply kind of question. And so they were able to select more than one type of practice setting. Um, and what you'll see on the left here, we have before the COVID-19 pandemic. In the middle is during the COVID-19 pandemic. And then on the right is after or anticipated after the COVID-19 pandemic where they would be working. Working. Um, and so the blue here is that they were working in a centrally in a central location. So they were centrally located in like an office building. Um, the lighter blue color is a medical office building or inside of a practice, a physician's practice. The kind of yellow color there is working from home. And then the orange color is an other practice setting or an other work environment. So two things that I want to point out here. The first is obviously there was a huge increase in working from home, as we would expect um, when COVID-19 um, became a pandemic. And so we see that there's a huge increase in the number that are working from home as opposed to working in a centrally located office. But in addition to that, you'll also see the number of responses increasing. And so what that's indicating to, to our research team is that not only are we increasing the amount that's working from home, but also increasing more of a hybrid model. So they may have, or they may be anticipating that after the pandemic, there's going to be more of a hybrid work environment where they're working in the office or a central location, but they're also working from home some of the time. So I think that's an interesting interesting development and in, in their work environment. We also asked about specific types of clinics or offices that they're either supporting in person or through a remote kind of work or working centrally. 
And so what you can see here is that it's actually pretty even between primary care, which is in the dark blue color, and specialty care, which is in the lighter blue color. So really like right around 40% of the respondents said um, each one of those. And so there was a little bit in another category but overall, really, I think the takeaway from this is that pharmacy technicians can support in any type of environment, whether it's primary care or specialty care. So we also asked the pharmacy technicians about their previous experience and training. What was interesting about this was that 100% of the respondents worked in a community pharmacy at one point in time in the past. Additionally, 40% of the respondents worked in hospital pharmacy at one time in the past as well. So what's interesting about this or what I think that we need to continue thinking about is what are we going to do um, in the future? What kind of previous experience do we want our ambulatory pharmacy technicians to have in order to obtain these roles and be well-trained in these roles? 50% of the respondents also were recruited to their current role by word of mouth. So again, going back to that recruitment and retention. So all of these technicians or 50% of these technicians were recruited not necessarily through um, like job websites or hiring sites, but they were recruited to their current role by someone that they already knew. So maybe a previous pharmacist that they worked with, a previous technician colleague. And so that's going to be a major way that we're recruiting these technicians, um, but also how do we shift that focus in the future? We also asked them what they felt like the most valuable training was that they received for their current position. So knowing that this is a unique role, what were the things that really benefited them? And what they said was their work at their previous employer was a major benefit, as well as their guidance from their current peer technicians. And so the people that they're currently working with that are currently in these same or similar roles. Um, and so I think what points what that points to there is what type of training programs do we need in the future? Are there going to be things that are training technicians to be in these ambulatory roles? Or is it going to be, again, that previous experience and their on-the-job training? We also asked them about their job responsibilities. And so we kind of split them into the most commonly performed tasks and the least commonly performed tasks. So what we see here is that the most commonly, th the most common things that they do are communicate with pharmacists and communicate with patients. And I think that makes sense based on the rules that we've already described. They also manage medication assistance programs and prior authorization paperwork. And that kind of goes into the next point here, which is communicating with third-party payers. And so medication access was a major role that we found in the, in the survey as well as in the interviews that pharmacy technicians are really working on and really taking the lead on. And so that makes sense that that would be some of the most commonly performed tasks that they have. They also were collecting and communicating patient data, and this was mainly with pharmacists or with payers. And so, again, collecting that data from an electronic medical record um, that they may or may not have had experience in working in in the past. And then finally, addressing medication refill requests, um, which makes sense, again, both with refill-focused technicians as well as technicians that are working alongside pharmacists um, to refill prescriptions under collaborative practice agreements. Their least commonly performed tasks were things like scheduling and rooming patients for pharmacist visits. Um, what's interesting about this is even though in the previous examples that we've described here today, the scheduling was a major part of what our technicians are doing. However, that's not necessarily across the board. 
That also goes into the billing for pharmacist services. So we know that in my practice setting that the technicians are doing this through Outcomes MTM, but that's not necessarily something that the broader group of ambulatory technicians are doing. They also are not actively working um, in obtaining prescription drug monitoring program reports or PDMP reports. They also did not report a lot of working in population health, though again, that is an aspect of some of their practices. And then communicating with patients face-to-face. And so this is something that they're potentially doing, and I think this was likely affected by the COVID-19 pandemic as well. But again, not necessarily being face-to-face with patients, that maybe it's more virtually or over the phone. We also looked at their professional commitment. And so we looked at it in two different ways. So looking at it specifically in remaining, their commitment to remaining as a pharmacy technician, and then their commitment to remaining with their current organization. So when looking at remaining as a pharmacy technician for 10 or more years, 55% of the respondents indicated that they would be remaining in that role. 46% indicated that they would stay with their current employer for 10 or more years. Kind of going off of that, 70% felt a moderate or strong commitment to remaining as a pharmacy technician, whereas 92% of the respondents felt a moderate, a modest or strong commitment to their current employer. So again, increasing job satisfaction is something that's going to usually increase professional commitment. And so as we dig a little bit deeper into the data, trying to correlate any of those job satisfaction factors to this professional commitment. So, of course, we looked specifically at job satisfiers and dissatisfiers, since that was one of our main goals with this project. So, the biggest satisfiers that kind of came to the forefront were work schedule. So, work schedule for these technicians was huge, um, partially because they're really working Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, kind of regular scheduling, as opposed to working weekends or nights or overnights if they're um, in those types of settings. So, um, having a really good work schedule that they're able to balance with their life. Additionally, they mentioned their pharmacist co-workers as great satisfiers, so working alongside the pharmacist. And I think this also goes into the ability to work independently. So when the pharmacists were allowing the technicians to work independently and allowing sort of a lot of that autonomy to be able to kind of make their own tasks or um, to complete their tasks independently, that was really important and a huge satisfier for the technicians as well. They also listed the ability to work from home. So having that flexibility to work from home was also really important to these technicians. Looking at the dissatisfiers, so I don't think that any of us are going to be surprised by pay or compensation being one of the things that causes potential dissatisfaction for technicians. So that is also not um, something that was necessarily gone in um, in technicians that are working in ambulatory settings. So I think that's pretty much across the board, and I think we're all pretty aware of that, especially in for technicians that are working in advanced roles um, and in unique settings, that this is something that they feel like is really important to them. And if it's not there, they don't feel like it's an adequate amount of pay, that's going to be a dissatisfier for them. Additionally, recognition for performance and opportunity for advancement. So I kind of group that into like organizational support. Um, and so if that is not present or if they're not, there's not recognition for performance, there's not opportunities for them to advance, that can be a potential dissatisfier for them. And then level of stress is also something um, that was a dissatisfier, which I'll talk about kind of some of 
the factors that go into that on the next slide. And then actually a dissatisfier was the ability to work from home as well. So what's interesting is that it's on the satisfier side and on the dissatisfier side. And so in talking with the technicians during the interviews, what we uncovered was that it's more of a flexibility. So there are some that really enjoy working from home, but some that do not. And so having that flexibility to um, make that own, make their own schedule and the autonomy to do so is something that's really important for them. So I mentioned areas of stress. Some of the big things were being short-staffed, the amount of work that they have to do, as well as other employees not picking up their fair share. So um, a lot of that kind of goes all in one, as in like the amount of work and how much is on one technician. So that can be a major area of stress for them. Um, and then lastly, dealing with payers. So in talking with the technicians in the interviews, they really put a lot of stake and a lot of pressure on themselves to uh, make sure that medications get approved, make sure that those PAs are approved, make sure that patient assistance programs are working properly for patients so that the patients can get the medications that they need. And when that is something that is that they're not able to get done for whatever reason, dealing with those payers was a major area of stress for them. So just a quick discussion here about how this kind of compares to our pre previous 2015 study. So in looking at various factors of commitment to their current organization, um, as well as commitment to remaining as a pharmacy technician, um, so what you'll see on the left here are all of those factors, and then we have the information or how many people indicated that in the 2015 study, as well as our current ambulatory study and the difference between those. So the first factor we have is that they plan to remain with their current employer for five or more years. And so in the 2015 study, only 50% indicated that they wanted to remain at their same employer. Whereas in our study, 66% indicated they, they would remain for five or more years, with a difference of an increase of 15.7%. The second one is very similar in that they have, they indicated they have a strong commitment to their current employer and plan to stay kind of for the long haul. And so the 2015 study indicated only 38% would want to stay with their current employer for the long haul, whereas in our study, the ambulatory technicians indicated that they would stay for the long haul, and 60% of them indicated that. So that's an increase of 22% over the 2015 study. What's also interesting, though, is that this last bullet point here is plan to remain as a pharmacy technician for five or more years. So this is their really commitment to the pharmacy technician career itself. And so in 2015, that was about 70% indicated that they would want to remain as a pharmacy technician for five or more years. Whereas in the ambulatory study, it was 73%, so pretty similar, um, with a difference of only 3.5%. So I think our big takeaway from this is that it's not necessarily that we're increasing um, commitment potentially to the pharmacy technician career as a whole, but increasing commitment to the employer that they're currently working for. Um, and so, like I mentioned, this is um, an ongoing study. We are finishing up some of the data analysis at this point, and so be looking for that in the future, um, but also thinking about what potential future projects um, and research are going to be important for these pharmacy technician roles. And so I think some future directions would be to look at clinical outcomes for patients and looking at how are the pharmacy technicians impacting 
patient care and impacting those clinical outcomes. Thank you so much for listening in today. Be sure to follow us at ASHP Official wherever you listen to podcasts and check back soon to hear more featurettes from the 2021 ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Until then, this is Tiffany Wingfield from ASHP Official and thank you for all that you do for your patients. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.